Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to this installment of the Steel Conversation. My name is Brian Diardo, and for the next half an hour, we're going to discuss what has been a crazy uh, last couple of weeks for the 2015 Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to talk about, uh, most specifically, um, yesterday's loss to the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, a pretty uh, disappointing loss, but we'll also talk about uh, the game uh, two weeks ago uh, in San Diego, the uh, dramatic win against the Chargers, and uh, we'll also talk about the win against the Cardinals uh, last Sunday. Um, once again, we are brought to you by Pittsburgh Steelers on 24-7 Sports, uh, which is owned by CBS, and we encourage you to go to our website to check out all the latest and greatest facts, stats, and information on the Pittsburgh Steelers at pit.247sports.com. Once again, that's pit.247sports.com. Without further ado, let's get started. Uh, the Steelers lost a disappointing game yesterday. They, they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs by the count of 23-13. to 13. Disappointing uh, from the standpoint that the Steelers heading into the game had won two in a row, were 2-1 uh, without Big Ben after he got hurt back on September 27th in the Steelers' week three win over the Rams. Uh, but, you know, the Steelers came in favored three and a half points. They, As I said, they had won their last two games without Big Ben. Uh, Michael Vick, that miraculous uh, fourth quarter uh, magic against the Chargers two weeks ago to kind of pull that one out of his hat. The Steelers won that one 24-20. And then last Sunday, uh, Vick was ineffective uh, in the first half against the, uh, the Cardinals. I think he had only, what, three yards passing or something of that nature. Uh, Antonio Brown had negative yards receiving after the first half, which is unheard of. Uh, Landry Jones comes in after Vic tears his hamstring. Um, the rest is history. Uh, Landry completes 8 of 12 passes in his first uh, real NFL action, his first NFL uh, pass attempt was in that game, actually. Throws for 168 yards and uh, really uh, helped Martavis Bryant come alive in that game. Bryant playing in his first game after missing the first five games for the Steelers with injury and suspension had 137 yards receiving on six catches, and who will ever forget that crazy 88-yard catch to cap off the Steelers' extremely impressive win over a Cardinals team that was 4-1 entering the game, and, and, and you know, honestly, is a lot of people's kind of dark horse to come out of the NFC and play in the Super Bowl. So the Steelers had a very impressive uh, win in that game. So, you know, with, with all those things, you know, surrounding how well Landry played, how well the defense has played, um, let's be honest, you know, the Steelers – um, still have some work to do um, on defense. Uh, you know, they gave up a, a ton of yards, um, you know, over the past six weeks. But, again, they're a very bend-but-not-break unit, and uh, they showed it again against the Cardinals. But, uh, unfortunately, all, the, all those things did not work out in the Steelers' favor on Sunday as they lose 23-13. to um, You know, so you, you go into the game, you're favored. You got Landry Jones. Uh, you're facing a team that's one five that lost their last five games, but the, you know the Chiefs. In all honesty, it's easy to say this today, but they were better than their one five record. Uh, they won their week opener. They had the Broncos beat. They were up by a touchdown with 35 seconds left in week two on Thursday night. Jamal Charles fumbles. The Broncos pick it up and score, and the Broncos win in overtime. And that really deflated the Chiefs. And I, you know, I think it's fair to say they had not really responded. Um, after losing that game in week two, they had lost uh, the last five games, and uh, you know. But in the last two games, uh, they had 
you know, they were in the con- their contests and they had held their opponents to just 34 points in those two games. So the Chiefs' defense had been playing better. Their defensive line specifically had been playing better. Uh, Alex Smith, he's a quality quarterback. No one's going to say he's a he's a top tier NFL quarterback. No one's going to say he's a he's a Pro Bowl caliber guy. But he's a very solid quarterback. I think. You know, gosh, I, I know for a fact. You know, the 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 Rams would love to have him. <laughs> the Browns would love to have him. There's several teams that would love to have Alex Smith a quarterback. Uh, the Steelers would have loved to have had him yesterday. You know, uh, you know, obviously we want Big Ben when he's starting, but you know, he's Alex Smith is definitely better than the average quarterback, and he showed it yesterday. He was very workmanlike. Uh, his game is the short, you know, kind of West Coast offense, the quick passing, and that's what Andy Reid brings to the table. He's an old school. Uh, funny to call the West Coast offense old school. It was kind of a new thing in the 80s and 90s, and it's kind of considered old school now. But, but that's what Andy Reid brings to the table. That's why he likes Alex Smith as his quarterback. And, uh, that, you know, Alex Smith just, just kind of ran his offense to the hilt yesterday. He completed uh, 21 of 32 passes, used the tight end well, uh, threw the game-winning touchdown down the stretch, or the game-clinching touchdown down the stretch as the uh, Steelers fell, uh, by, again, by the count of 23-13. Um, you know, the biggest thing that I kind of want to address today on the show, uh, it's actually not a 30-minute show. We will have one of those later on. This is just a 15-minute variety. Uh, who to kind of blame entirely, but, but who should 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 uh, shoulder most of the, the blame for this loss? And, uh, uh, you know, to me, it's never just on one person. I think, I think the two biggest things, the three biggest things that stand out to me uh, was that we just didn't come up w- with the big plays when we needed to, and that's something that we did against the Chargers. It's something that we did against the Cardinals. Uh, we just weren't able to do it yesterday. I mean, Steelers' third down offense was terrible, uh, two of ten. It-, it wasn't good under Vic against San Diego and-, and against Arizona and against Baltimore. I think they were two of twelve in that game, and it wasn't good again uh, in yesterday's game. So third down offense without Ben. Uh, just you know, after four games, it just proved inconclusive. We just weren't ab- ever able to, to do well on third down, except for that little, uh, those little fleeting moments in the fourth quarters with Vic against San Diego and uh, Jones against uh, uh, the Cardinals. So you know, the third downs were bad. The Steelers' defense on third down yesterday was bad. Uh, the Chiefs had those those pivotal completions on both of their scoring drives. Uh, against the Steelers, both their touchdown drives, they converted third and longs against the Steelers' defense. So that can't happen anymore. Um, you know, so so obviously there were just plays that the Steelers didn't make that the Chiefs made. And you know that that crazy interception by Eric Berry is just one of them. That forced fumble by Tom Valley, uh was another one near the end of the game. Uh, the Steelers, you know, did not uh, commit a single or force a single turnover, and the Chiefs got three of them. And that's something that the Steelers were so good at in their first six games. They actually led the NFL with a, with a plus six turnover ratio. They finished minus three yesterday. So you consider all those things, you know, the, the third down uh, discrepancy between the Chiefs and Steelers, the, the, the three-nothing turnover ratio. Very seldom are you even going to be in the game when you're minus three in the turnover ratio and you only can convert two third downs and you let your opponent convert over half of theirs. It's just, that's, a, that's a recipe for, for defeat. Some of that's, I think a lot of that's on the players, obviously, and then a lot of that's on the coaches. Uh, you know, I, I think Mike Tomlin's a good coach. I said that before on this show. Uh, I don't, I, I know, I think sometimes he, he gets unfair criticism, um, but he should be criticized for some of the play calls, uh, you know, called yesterday, and I'll go over those. Uh, the fourth and one in the first half when the Steelers were only down 6-3. to three. It's, it's a field goal battle at that point. 
And uh, instead of sending Chris Boswell out, who's made his first seven field goals in the NFL, and he's he's had a, a crazy season so far in a good way, uh, we decide to abstain from using him, and we try D'Angelo Williams on fourth and one. He gets stuffed. D'Angelo Williams has only had a handful of carries since week two. And Le'Veon Bell, to that point, on that drive, had 43 yards on six carries. Why you don't give the ball to D'Angelo in that situation, uh, I don't understand. Now, to be fair to Tomlin, in a similar situation earlier in the half, D'Angelo picked up six yards on the third and one. But on fourth and one, you, you go with your breadwinner, especially after the whole debacle in Baltimore when you didn't give the ball to Bell on fourth and one. And then a week later, Tomlin's at the podium following the Chargers game when, when they did give it to Bell and he scored, saying, well, you give it to your best player on fourth and one. Well, uh, Mike, you kind of forgot about that old adage yesterday. Uh, and, you know, D'Angelo was stuffed, and the Chiefs go right down and score. So that's a six-point swing. And in Mike Tomlin's presser after the game, he said, oh, you know, uh, given the situation we were in, we decided to go for it. And what situation were you in? You're on the road with a backup quarterback. You have a chance to tie the game and get points. You take the points. You go for it. Or, you, you know, you kick the field goal. So, to me, that was kind of a prideful, you know, Mike Tomlin saying, yeah, hey, we're going to show them, you know, we're the Pittsburgh Steelers and whatever. And, you know, I don't know. I really don't have it. Just like I didn't, you know, against Baltimore, we went for it and, and could kick the field goal. Um, I had no problem going for it. Well, I had a little bit of a problem. But, you know, overall, I, I guess I can live with it. If, again, if you give the ball to your best player. You put the ball in the hands of your best player. I really like D'Angelo Williams, but he's not our best running back. Not even close. I mean, D'Angelo or uh, Le'Veon's the best back in the NFL. He proved it again yesterday. The Chiefs' rush defense actually is pretty good. Uh, they only allowed 3.6 yards per carry heading into Sunday's game. Adrian Peterson uh, only had 60 yards against him the previous week. Bell doubled that. Uh, Le'Veon, you know, he can run well against every, any rush defense now. That's what, how it looks. So, um, why don't give him the ball in that situation? That's on the coaching. Uh you know, then, you know, when the Steelers red zone offense, I you know, the plays were, were a little sketchy as well. Uh, you know, we, I think the score, you know, we're, we're trying – we had the chance to take the lead at 16-10 to 10 in the fourth quarter. And, uh, you know, it's second and third down, we call pass plays. And sure enough, we suffer a sack, we suffer an incomplete pass, and we have to settle for a field goal, and uh, we never we never gain the lead. And uh, the Chiefs go right down the field on their ensuing possession and score. Again, why I, I think sometimes the Steelers honestly get too cute and they forget that they have the best running back in the league. Le'Veon Bell only had 17 carries yesterday. That's 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 unacceptable. You know when you're on the road against a team that uh, is going to try to stop your quarterback, your third string quarterback, you give the ball to your horse. Especially when the guy was running rush shot. He averaged you know what about six yards a carry yesterday, just under. You give the ball to Bell. So, you know, that and the Steelers, you know, their defense got a little better in the second half. I, I know they gave up more points, but they had those three straight punts that allowed their offense to score those 10 unanswered points to get back in the game, you know, cutting a 16-3 to deficit to 16-13. to You know, but again, they just they did not make enough adjustments on Alex Smith. And again, you know, some of that has to be on the coaching staff. But, you know, it's also, too, the Steelers should be commended, you know, because, you know, without Big Ben, uh, you just wonder how many games they're going to win. And, you know, they were 2-1 and one when Ben got hurt. Uh, they were able to finish off that week three win with Vic uh, against the Rams. Um, and now they're sitting at 4-3. and three. And while, you know, that, that's not, you know, a great record after seven games, it's exactly the record the Steelers had last year when they won the AFC North and got hot near the end of the year. And, uh, you know, they do trail the Bengals by two and a half games. But, hey, you beat Cincinnati this Sunday with Big Ben expected to return. 
Now you're looking at a game and a half deficit. And the Steelers four and three record is actually right now good enough to be six seed in the NFL and the AFC playoffs that it started today. The Jets have a half team lead over them because they've already had their bye and they're four and two. Uh if the Steelers were in the AFC South, they'd be in first place by a full game. Uh the Colts lead that one with their their gaudy three and four record. We'd be in second place in the AFC West. The Raiders are three and three. So, you know, when you really look at it, yes, the Steelers squandered you know, two games against the Ravens and, and yesterday uh, against the Chiefs, they squandered two excellent chances, you know, to be 6-1 and one and, and really, you know, like, you know, plant their footing as one of the teams to be reckoned with uh, going forward. And, and, gosh, you think about, you know, that loss to Baltimore and that loss to Kansas City yesterday. If they, you know, were 6-1 and one and beat the Bengals, now all of a sudden they're in first place in the NFC North and they're only trailing – uh, the Patriots by one game for the number one seed in the AFC, you know. But we don't live in a world of maybes. The facts are the Steelers are four and three, and there are some things uh, to be happy about. Martavis Bryant looks like he's just a monster. I mean, he's had you know three touchdowns in two games. Had another nice game yesterday. The 19-yard touchdown catch from Landry Jones. Le'Veon Bell looks to be even better than he was a year ago, which is scary. Antonio Brown again looks to be better than he was last year. He had eight. 100-yard games last season. He already has four this year, three with Big Ben. Uh, you know, the offensive line held their own with Alejandro Villanueva uh, playing in place with Kelvin Beecham yesterday, Beecham out with the uh, torn ACL. They, they, they're continuing to hold their own on the O-line. And, yes, the defense uh, wasn't their best game yesterday, but they still made some nice plays. Brian Shazier was healthy and he looked good. Lawrence Timmons uh, is just becoming one of the best linebackers in the NFL. He actually already is, but he just kind of, reinforcing that statement. Uh, the secondary uh, didn't play well yesterday. I won't sugarcoat it, but they've played well for the most part. Mike Mitchell still made some nice plays at the line of scrimmage. Uh, Antoine Blake to get better. Uh, you know, again, I think I think the most important thing heading into the second half of the season is Big Ben returning. Uh, and, you know, which is funny to say, normally you don't think of a kicker being that important, but the Steelers have a good kicker in Chris Boswell. He was 2 of 2 yesterday, 4 of 4 the week before that, one of one the week before that. So uh, we Steelers have a reliable field goal kicker. Uh, their offense should be firing on all cylinders when Big Ben returns. And, hey, defense, again, wasn't great yesterday. But uh, in large, they played well enough to give their offense a chance to win the game late. And that's all you can ask for when you're playing with uh, so many injuries and without your franchise quarterback. So I'll do it for this installment of the Steel Conversation. Uh, my name has been Brian Diardo, and uh, we'll talk to you again when the Steelers face the Cincinnati Bengals, the undefeated Bengals, uh, today at Heinz Field. So once again, for the Steelers on 24-7 Sports, this is Brian Yarra saying so long, and as always, it's a great day to be a Steelers fan.